0: This is episode number 207 with Guni Sudi. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with from around the globe as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? I just wanted to quickly remind you that if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Mine is Himalaya. So, head on over to the app or Google Play Store to download it today. Don't forget to follow me once you're done so that you can listen to my episodes one day earlier than they're usually released. Pretty cool, huh? This episode is brought to you by Uveda. As you guys know, I'm obsessed with Ayurveda and Uveda is an epic, heart-centered, family-owned Ayurvedic company with a larger-than-life vision to create a healthier, happier world using the intelligence of Mother Nature. Now, I truly wish that none of us needed supplements. But in this modern world, with the depletion in our soil and with the full lives we all lead these days, sometimes our bodies need some extra love and support. This is why I love Uveda. They are such high grade, ayurvedically developed supplements to support not only your body, but your mind and soul too, helping you rebalance and come back to homeostasis, which is what the body wants. I love their mood supplements and love how they come in individual packs, perfect for someone who travels as much as I do. Now, I've teamed up with Uveda to give you, the epic MA tribe, 35% off your first order. So all you have to do is head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash Uveda, and that is spelled Y-O-U-V-E-D-A and you can get your 35% off your first order right now. Guni is an entrepreneur who's dedicated his life to the wellness industry. He grew up in a home that was surrounded by Ayurvedic and naturopathic doctors, which further led him to solidify his belief in the body's amazing ability to heal. With this passion and conviction, Guni co-founded the epic Ayurvedic supplement and lifestyle company, Uveda. And in today's episode, we chat about his story Starting from growing up surrounded by naturopathic and Ayurvedic practitioners and where this led him, the tragic event that changed his life and forced him to create Uveda, an Ayurvedic supplement company, why we think we are invincible in our teens and 20s, the powerful exercise that can help you release your inner trauma, why you need to really feel your emotions in order to release them. I absolutely loved his take on this. The Power of Vedic and Transcendental Meditation for Healing Psychological Trauma. How to Heal PTSD at Home. Why He Created Uveda and Who the Company Serves. Why Finding Your Passion is Key to Long-Lasting Happiness. The Secret to His Success in Business and in Life. Plus, so much more. And for everything that Guni and I mention in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes and that is over at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 207. but before we dive into today's conversation i want to read the review of the week and this beautiful five-star review titled thank you comes from natasha harvey and she says 12 months ago a friend steered me in your direction you have changed my way of thinking and believing Every week, I take in the knowledge of you and your guests. I'm always so excited to learn and discover new things about my mind and body that I never knew were possible. Thank you for introducing me to a whole new world and to help guide me on my journey. Love, Natasha. Thank you so much, Natasha, for that beautiful five-star review. I'm incredibly grateful. And if you want to be the review of the week for next week, make sure you head on over to iTunes and leave me that five-star review right now. I would be so grateful. And now without further ado, let's bring on this big-hearted man, Guni Sudi. Guni, it is so great to have you on the show. But before we dive in, can you please tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? Yeah,
1: well, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me. What I had for breakfast this morning, Melissa, was an all-vegan protein and plant-based protein. I always put some beets in it. I put some greens with kale, and then I also put in some flaxseed and just blended it up this morning with some organic frozen fruit and my you know favorite plant protein, and that's what I had for breakfast.
0: Yum. How good are smoothies? They're the best.
1: They're awesome and they're so they're really easy to make too. I mean, I think for the most part, it's it's just become a habit now. You know, on the weekends I'll eat something different, but weekdays it's it's smoothies.
0: Yeah, I love them. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Not many people have grown up in a home surrounded by naturopathic and ayurvedic doctors. Not many people can say that they've done that, but you certainly have. Like you have a pretty incredibly unique story how you grew up and what's kind of unfolded for you since then and how you've created Uveda. So can you tell us about your story, what it was like growing up in a home full of naturopathic doctors and Ayurvedic doctors and how you've got to where you are today.
1: Sure, yeah. I think when you mention it's a very unique setup, it it really was. In fact, it was so unique that sometimes, you know, I, I would feel like an outsider at at times because of the concepts of, you know, just, just how differently we looked at diet, how differently we looked at food and how differently we looked at just some of the spiritual practices that were going. So when I grew up, I, I shared this story with other people too, you know, especially I, I came here when I was five years old, so I, I kind of did the whole you know my schooling, I'd say the majority of my schooling here, but a lot of times people, a lot of my friends would eat lunches at the cafeteria and would eat the traditional food, you know, the pizzas that were there. And, and if you look, if I look back at it now, I'm like, my goodness, I can't believe that that was school approved food. I mean, it it was not, the healthiest of options. It it tasted good, yes, but it wasn't the healthiest of options. And here I am, I'm bringing home-cooked meals, no chips, no juices. I had, you know, greens. I had traditional Indian food. So, so, I mean, sometimes people are like, what is that? What is that funky or weird smell? So, that was a little interesting for me to get used to that. But that's kind of where it started. And then even at home, my dad would always make these tinctures. You know, I'd go to his clinic when I was really young and I'd, see him mixing herbs and and giving it to people and how people felt. And some people came to him very ill and other people just wanted to kind of build on their wellness. He would do shirodaras, which are, you know, the the dripping of the oil massages. And I would learn about those. I would learn about the the mind-body connection. I would also learn about how essential oils are important, about massage therapy, panchakarma. So I really was exposed to this really, really early. But I don't believe I understood what all of it meant until much later in my life, and that much later happened through tragedy. And if you'd like, I can I can go into that, or if you'd like, I can kind of, you know, we, we can talk a little bit more about my upbringing, but I think it's it's a nice kind of a segue into, you know, when I really started believing in this.
0: Yeah, please share, please share.
1: So fast forward to my college years, still... Watching what what I ate, but you know feeling like I was invincible, nothing could get you. I mean a lot of us in college and growing up, and I think we feel like that. two thousand and six is the year, January is the month, and twenty fifth is the date, and two ten p m is the time. I get a call from actually I was, I was on the, I was on a phone with my brother. So my brother had just entered college and I was living on campus. So two brothers, um, planning the weekend, of course, what are we planning? Where are we going out? Whose party are we going to? Who's bringing what? Are you spending the night? Okay. to mom and dad No. Okay, great. So, you know, not really much else thinking about, it, rather just thinking about the weekend and, and where are we going and whose party are we hitting up? So, that was a little bit earlier, and then after that, I, I hung up and on the phone. I said, "Okay, all right, Rishi." It was my brother's name is Rishi. I said, "Okay, Rishi, I'll, I'll see you later." It sounds like a plan. We'll we'll get together and we'll make it happen this this weekend, and and you know afterwards probably go home and spend some time with mom and dad. So at two ten p.m., Melissa, I get this call from his best friend, and his best friend is kind of slurring his words his best friend is sounding very short of breath and and I just I'm like hey what's going on what's going on what's going on he goes Rishi's been in an accident Rishi's been in an accident I'm like okay calm down is he okay can you get a hold of him what's going on is he okay and all he said to me was he's not picking up I don't know he's not picking up and of course when that happened I hung up the phone and I tried to call him and he didn't pick up uh, I tried to call him again he didn't pick up I called another one of his friends and they didn't pick up and the friend that had called earlier, he had mentioned where the accident took place. So you enter the fight or flight response in that moment, and it, it kicks in right away. It's that it's that whole innate ability of the human nature to you know for survival and thriving. And obviously, this was my brother, and I cared deeply about him. So I rushed to the scene with you know a, a good friend of mine. I was I was actually at working in between uh, class, and she's like, "There's no way I'm going to let you drive by yourself. So let's go together." On the way to the accident scene, unless I turned on the radio and, and that was when it really hit me. There was an announcement made that there had been a fatal accident on a road that was by our house. And I kept praying, praying that I was like, my God, this cannot be, this cannot be happening. And I hope it's not my brother. I hope it's not my brother. When you fast forward about a week later, or not a week later, sorry, if we fast forward about an hour later. We get to the scene. They don't let us go in anywhere. I can see his car. They don't let us do anything. They tell us, they can't tell us what, you know, if he's okay, if he's alive, what's going on. And, and you know, these guys are doing their job and rightfully so. It's not like they're, they're being jerks. They're just doing their job. And, and it's an accident scene. They don't know. They still need to investigate. They tell us to basically go to the hospital and go talk to, you know, go see he, he's over there. So we go to the hospital. And I see my mom by, by now, my mom, my family's there and my mom is literally in a panic, like she's having a panic attack and they, they take her and they calm her down. But at that point, Melissa, um, I knew my brother was gone. And I'll tell you, that is the point in my life when all of the stuff before it just stopped and life hits you so hard. And I know you've shared stories about kind of similar things that have happened to you. But that was a moment that I got slapped in the face and the whole world was pulled under me. And I had no idea. I didn't know what to do. I I felt like a zombie for the month of his accident. And what had happened after that was I had gotten the advice to be strong and rightfully so it's good advice, but I had interpreted it to mean I got to hold my emotions in now being strong to me means being able to express the grief that naturally happens and also being supportive, yet not unhonoring your body's natural ability to do what it's going to do when a tragedy happens. I suppressed, I didn't cry. I didn't cry in front of my parents. I didn't cry in front of my friends. I pretended to be a, a pillar when deep down inside, I don't know what the heck was going on. And six months later, when I did want to move on and get back to life, I got a deep, deep PTSD episode, and and how I knew was, you know, luckily, like like you said earlier, my dad was there, and he's a naturopathic and Ayurvedic doctor, and he diagnosed me right away, and you know, obviously, I've he knew what I've been through. Everyone, put, everyone kind of goes through it differently, and so this is what happened, and he knew right away what was going on with me, and he said, "Look, at the end of the day, you know, there is ways that we can deal with this, and I know you're going through hell." And there's, he goes, I, I know other people that have gone through this and in my lifetime, I've only prescribed people, five people I can count prescription, you know, medication to, to help deal with this. And he goes, I don't have anything against that, but I know the body is, has an ability to heal. And I know that I don't want you to go down that route because I know that the side effects that come with it and the dangers that come with it possibly and what he's seen i don't want you to experience and so this is what we're going to do he changed up my diet i learned how to express my grief i did meditation i started doing yoga exercise and most importantly i started taking the right adaptogenic and ayurvedic herbs and you know i was going through hell melissa like i was so desperate to feel better so desperate i mean you know it's that it's that moment when you're just like god like you're like there's no way this is what life is like there's just no way come on i got to snap out of it i got I, like i was i didn't want anything more than to feel normal and feel better and once i started the protocol it didn't happen right away you know week 1 really nothing other than just hope Week two, slowly started getting better. Week three, wow, okay, this it's working. Week four, and thereafter. I'd say within 30 to 45 days, because of the protocols, because of what I had learned, I was completely myself again.
0: Wow. Holy moly. That's amazing. And first of all, thank you so much for sharing that. How old were you when this happened? How old were you when your brother passed?
1: I was probably twenty three years old. Wow. Yeah, twenty three years old.
0: That's a mm-hmm. huge thing to go through at twenty three. And was he older or younger?
1: No, he was he was younger, and that's what made it real tough for the family. You know, so. And yeah, he, he was the youngest one in our in in our in my family, and I think society positions that. No, of course your grandparents pass, and your parents, and you. But it's it, when it's reversed, nobody knows how to comprehend that. You know,
0: mm, absolutely. There's a couple of things I want to talk to you about, but but first of all, I just wanted to chat to you about because Nick and I were talking about this the other day. When you're in your late teens, in your twenties. You do feel invincible, don't you? Like you feel Oh yeah. you know, you feel like and and I look back and we were chatting about this the other day. I look back on that time in my life and there was a lot of very silly things that I did. And <laughs>
1: I'm guilty as well.
0: <laughs> and I you know, I'm not proud of some of those things that I did but I, I don't regret anything but I just think wow I didn't even think oh I should be careful doing this it's just this invincible so I, I'm I'm so interested to know why where do we why do we feel that like why do we feel invincible is it because that part of our brain hasn't developed you know you look at the older you get so you know I look at my parents and Nick's parents and how they are with their grandchildren. And it's very like, Oh, you know, they're very cautious and very careful and we don't want to be like that, but it's like we don't, that part of our brain, that common sense part of our brain hasn't fully developed or something. I don't know. What are your thoughts?
1: I think you're spot on. I believe it's absolutely that. Like, and there's studies that have been done that that show that the development of the brain at that age of the of the, of the preteens and the teens, it's it for rational decision making is just not there. I look back at some of the stuff that I do, and I was like, "What were you thinking?" Like, I mean, just an example. Like, you know, not even old enough to drive would take out the take sneak out the car, drive it around the street, but not not the speed limit. Speed. You know, and and do that. I was like, how dangerous is mm-hmm. that? Like, you could have, you could have hurt somebody. You could have hurt yourself. And there's other sorts of just things. And I, I do believe. And getting back to your thing, the invincible thing. I, I think for for a lot of us, yeah, it is that high, and maybe it is also that just. We're so early on into life. We haven't really experienced true life. The majority of us are are living with our parents. Majority of us are being at that preteen and even teens, you know, our parents are taking care of a lot of things. So I think that having also that lack sense of that not real life responsibility yet, you know, you're not like you don't have a house yet. You're not really paying the the true bills yet. And and there's not really a true sense of life responsibility. I think that also plays into it as well.
0: It's interesting because I'm reflecting on. I've got a 13 year old stepson, and I'm thinking, how can I educate <laughs> him on this? Because, you know, you can say to your children, you're not invincible, but children learn mostly through osmosis. It's not by being told what to do. So, this is something that I'm going to really explore. How can I educate him and kind of show him that no, we're not invincibles. And especially when it comes to cars, you know, it's, it's my, my dad used to always say to me, as soon as you get in a car, you are whole, it's like holding a loaded gun. You know, you have your life and everyone else's life right in your fingertips. And he said that to me from such a young age, and it's always stuck with me, but I wanted to chat to you about PTSD, post traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that it's called a disorder. Post traumatic stress, I can relate to the disorder part. I'm just like, I don't like that word. But I had something similar in 2010 when my best friend passed away from cancer. And Mm. it was very sorry about that. Thank you. It was a massive shock, a massive Mm -hmm. shock, even though she'd had cancer, but it was a real shock. And my body went into complete shock and stress and trauma. And the same as you is, I didn't know how I moved through an entire year. It's almost like I was floating through the year, not really there, but kind of there, but not really there. And I got hives, all over my body. I got eczema all over my body. I lost 15 kilos.
1: Wow. Like
0: it was, it was so traumatic and I didn't even really realize, like I didn't even really realize, I knew I kind of didn't feel really in my body. And it wasn't until, you know, about a year in someone said to me, I think you have post-traumatic stress. And I was like, Oh, okay. Mm. Well, that would explain, you know, how my body's responded. And so then I saw a healer who gave me an amazing technique called TRE, Trauma Release Exercise. And they actually Mm. use this exercise for war veterans. Wow. And it's an amazing exercise that you could just actually Google TRE, Trauma Release Exercise on YouTube, and a video will come up and teach you how to do it. But basically what it does is it releases the stored trauma in your cells because when something happens to us very traumatic like that, like what you experienced and like what I experienced, our body goes into shock and Mm -hmm. we store that in our cells. And so this exercise helps you release that stored trauma and it really, really did help me so much but something that i see a lot of is this sweeping under the carpet of emotions and what that does to ourselves and and like you it's it took 6 months for your dad to kind of have this conversation with you where he noticed that you might not have been coping as well as you know you would have liked to have been right but it's so often you know People just sweep their emotions under. But what that does is it causes dis-ease in the body, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it, so if you think about it, what, what is the definition of emotion? E-motion, energy and motion. Most of the time, the emotions that we put under the carpet are negative, right? We don't want to feel the negative emotions. Nobody's going to say no to feeling euphoria or happiness, Correct. But if you think about it from a biocellular level, it is still a emotion. And we have at that that meditative state, and even when you are at a certain point, you can observe the emotion, feel the emotion, and as soon as you feel it, it really disposes. I mean, it, it dissolves. Somebody gave me this analogy, and I didn't believe it when I was in my state, that any emotion is almost as strong as, as imagine, like blowing bubbles, and that's the strength they have. It's just how many times you associate it with it and how many times you build a personal story with it is how much it's going to affect you. But an emotion is meant to be felt. If you keep on not feeling it, you're going to build up a resistance, and it's going to keep on going. Feel the emotion. And You know, you may have to do it a few times, but if you feel it, you can release it. And, you know, if it comes up again, feel it again, feel it again. And I I challenge people to do this exercise. I know some people are maybe listening to this and say, it's not that easy. I agree, it's not that easy. But the more you develop the habit of doing this, instead of resisting every emotion, your body will have a different response to any emotion that you have because you will then train your body to properly... Respond to the emotion as it's, as it's trained to do so.
0: Yes, I love that. I'm sure your dad gave you a whole bunch of things to help you th- move through that process. But what are your thoughts on TM, Transcendental Meditation, and Vedic Meditation for PTSD?
1: My dad, to be honest, didn't really give me too much because he understood from a subconscious level when you give the mind too much, you confuse the mind to begin the healing process. So he first and foremost told me that set the intention of what you want and we're going to make more behavioral changes. These are these are changes in your behavior. These aren't changes in okay, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this It's much more behavioral changes. You're you're going to you're not going to be the same person you were yesterday. Example is we're going instead of talking about how you're feeling, we're going we're going to focus much more on releasing Instead of instead of just sitting there, you're going to get more involved and in divert diverting your mind and getting involved in activity. You're going to find your passion instead of focusing on the things, and instead of diving into maybe eating you know the the food emotionally, you're gonna you're gonna control your urge to do that and, and eat more stuff. So, and and the, and the thought process around TM and Vedic meditation, yes, I think it is extremely powerful. Because what ha- what's happening in meditation is you are coming to that part of 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 your mind and your soul where things can come up, and you will not react to them the same way as as perhaps not in the meditative state. When you get in the alpha, theta, beta state, it's much more welcoming to the stuff that you may be resisting. So I think it's very powerful. But I don't. I also want to just let people know is like. There is ex- amazing studies that when people are depressed or people are anxious or, you know, and it's, and it's chronic in their lives, when they are focusing on something else that they're extremely passionate about, it could be painting, speaking, could be, you know, just going outside and walking in, in nature, the the part of the mind that is associated with that shuts down for a period of time when you're there and you're absolutely there. And that can be adopted by the subconscious. So also, diversion is very powerful. And finding your purpose is very powerful. And that can also be looked at as a meditation. You don't always have to sit down and focus. Sometimes it's actually counter, counterproductive because if you sit down and you're constantly focusing on what you don't want, you're going to get what you want. And if you're trying to meditate to get rid of what you don't want, it may not work for some people. It didn't work for me at the start. So I had to kind of divert my mind and, and get passionate about what I liked. And, and that distracted my mind from how I wanted to, you know, f- how I didn't want to feel. And, it, and then I started adapting the meditation. So I think you just have to try it out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I am a massive fan of it. And I think it's diverting your attention to somewhere else. So, some people are focusing so much on the pain or the trauma nope. and they're focusing so much on that that if they divert their attention to their passion or to their purpose like what you did, that is what has helped them get through it and that's certainly been the case for you. But I'm curious to know, do you have any other tips or advice for someone who may be experiencing PTSD, stress, overwhelm, anxiety, besides, you know, focusing on their passion and their purpose, is there anything else that you think would be really helpful for people to explore?
1: Yeah. It's, if, if you have not, if, if you've stopped exercising because of that, get back into exercising. Talk to people. Talk to people about what's going on and ask for help. Do not be afraid to ask for help. If you think about it, you're asking for help to make yourself better. So that's one thing. And then other thing is watch what you're eating. Now, a lot of times when people fall into this, the emotional eating takes place. And the more good things you feed your body, the quicker your body will respond. A tip, if you would like a tip, what, what I've done sometimes is, and this is, I've, I've heard this, this is what Bruce Lee used to do. A lot of monks teach this as well. Write down exactly how you're feeling. Exactly. Empty it out. Do, do a brain empty, just like you're emptying out your hard drive. Everything that's going on in your mind and even in your heart, write it down on a piece of paper. Write it down. Don't don't type it up. Write it down. There is something that happens from the mind to the heart to the to the arm to the finger to the pen to the paper. Write it out everything, everything that you're feeling. And it should be stuff that you know you knew you no longer want to carry, you no longer want to serve. Write it out, everything. It could be one page, two pages, three pages. And then when you're done writing it, burn it. You may have to do this a few times, but I've done this exercise and there is like a subconscious release that once you do it, for some reason, I don't have the exact science behind this, but I've done it and it's from my own experience, that energy dissipates. I've seen it. Like I'm telling you this and there was things that I cannot even recall what I was worrying about. The the exercise is so powerful for me.
0: Wow. That's great advice. Thank you so much for that. And going back to what you were saying about Finding your passion and your purpose, that definitely was the case for you because you created Uveda. So, can Mm -hmm. you tell us about how that all unfolded and what Uveda is for people listening who are like, I've never heard of Uveda, what is it? Mm -hmm. So, how was that transition? Like, how did you realize you wanted to do Uveda? How did you come up with the idea? and can you explain to us what your company does?
1: Absolutely. So once I had experienced what I experienced, you know, going through the protocol that my father was, you know, a part of developing and other other things that, that I had studied in Ayurveda and implemented as well, I was still young. I, I, know, I knew I wanted to go get my MBA, so I got my MBA, but I always had this entrepreneurial itch. But I had this entrepreneurial itch to really help people. So I recall the, the events and I recalled how I felt and I recalled how great I felt and, you know, the, the how quickly I was able to get the results. And I said, after I graduated, I said, why not? And, and, I, I was involved in my in my family business too. I mean, they 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 also do Ayurveda, but they but they're much more in the professional side. They they, they sell to doctors, and to me, I had been part of the business, so I had learned, and, and it was it was still confusing. You know, every day I would go I, I would answer questions about okay, what, can I take this with this? Can I take this with this? And then when when the products were on the store shelves, you know, people didn't know how to talk, edu- weren't educated, so it wasn't their fault. They just weren't educated on the products, and most people still to this date. I mean, me and you have heard of Ashwagandha, but a lot of people have not, and even curcumin and, and triphala. So what I saw was there was this big gap, and the gap was, call it like a little sandwich, okay? The, the, the top was supplements, the middle is Ayurveda, and, and the bottom is about the awareness. So I said, okay, look, supplements are there. A lot of people take supplements. Ayurveda is beginning to get popular, and of course, the awareness is there for all three, but how do we make it simple? And what we did was we decided to to research five of the most commonly asked about categories. That's what we created, and you know we we support digestion, mood, joints, overall health, and immunity. And we said, okay, let's build formulas around these, and let's simplify them. Let's not have you know six different bottles that have Trifala, the Shilajit, Multi. Let's put it all in an easy to to carry and convenient packet, which has been designed by the doctors. It's a perfect dosage and it's tridoshic. So all the doshas can take it because it is, there is things in there that balance. And at the end of the day, it's going to go in and balance the body. These herbs are intelligent. It's not just you put some powder in a capsule and all of a sudden your body, no, it's, there's an intelligence that comes with the plants and the herbs. And we said, okay, let's do it that way and and package it in a way that's easy and relatable and control the communication, which is why, you know, we sell online and we sell through online channels more than brick and mortars, because we want to be, we want to make sure that we give our customers a right education. And we want to make sure that we explain it in a way that it makes sense and, and truly do help people. It's, I always tell my, my wife, and and I say like, I know we're doing good. I have a, I have an eight month old son. When I pick him up and I look into his eyes, I know it it feels good to know that we're helping people. And that's kind of the ethos to build the business is built on is always knowing that you're doing the right thing. You're putting the highest quality products. Like when my wife was pregnant, she was taking the mood and digestion products and, and throughout. And that's how, that's how much we trust them. And, And the safety, you know, I mean, when you're, when you're pregnant, there's, Tons of things you got to be cautious about, but you know we we work, of course, with with her gynecologist and said, "Look, this is what she's taken," and and you know she was great, and and she continued to take some of the products and and support herself. So that's kind of the passion, and and really, I wanted to share how I felt and it was just it wasn't just supplements you know i knew there was meditation yoga diet which is why the app also comes with it and pairs with it so if you take the mood you get the supplements but then you also get the mood supportive specific mood supportive yoga exercises the mood supportive meditations and the mood supportive food recommendations and it all works in under the whole balance and wellness which is ayurveda
0: i love that so there's not many amazing heart centered Ayurvedic supplement companies out there that are wild harvested like you guys. It's just amazing what you're doing. It's such high quality and it's just awesome what you guys are doing. I'm really, really grateful for the work that you do in the world. Thank you. So how important is it that you find something that, it's, that you're passionate about and you do that In this world? Like, how important is that in the whole holistic wellness package?
1: That's a great question, Melissa. In my opinion, I hold it as one of the most important things you can discover about yourself. And I'll tell you why. When you have discovered your life's true purpose, it will help you get through the hardest days, it'll help answer the why. And when I say the hardest days, you know, you run a business. People that run a business, it's not always smooth sailing. You know, there's some days when you're like, "Oh my goodness, I got to deal with this. I got to deal with this." And and sometimes it's hard to get out of bed. But when you have that purpose, that greater purpose, that is a foundation, that really helps. And and my purpose is when I when I, you know, when some days are hard, but I look back and say, "But you know what? Look at the difference we made in this person's life. Look at, look at how we look at how we made this person feel. Look at them. Look at, like look at, look at this. Look at this testimonial. This person called and said this." That will make me get out of bed no matter what. And I believe that finding your purpose, don't make it this complicated thing. Go within. And this is where I think the meditation really helps. And this is where I think what are you, listen to yourself, what are you naturally gravitate towards? I mean, is it music? Is it film? Is it like what, what Melissa is doing, like having a podcast and, and, and just sharing amazing information through what she does? Is it fitness? Is it wanting to be a doctor? What do you gravitate towards? And explore those. Go intern for those things. Go ask somebody who, who's doing it. How, what are they like? Go, go shadow them. In today's day and age with how connected we are, I, I believe it, it really is a great time to find out.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. But what would you say to someone who is like, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I want to do in the world. I feel lost. Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. So what I would say to that person is, let's first figure out why you're lost and change the language. And let's do a little exercise. First and foremost, let's, let's put that, I feel lost. Let's move it to the side for right now. Let's get in the present moment. When you were young, what were some of the things that you were extremely passionate about? What did you want to be? What did you want to do? What did you enjoy doing? And let's bring those here. And let's start with that. And do that exercise. Write it down. And also, another thing, this is from you know Steve Jobs. He did this thing. He goes, if three days in a row I get up and I hate what I'm doing, I got to change what I'm doing. If you're getting up every day and you're like, I'm just going just to get a paycheck or I'm going just because I got a job, I don't feel any passion for it. I think it's time that you look and see why you're feeling like that. Is it possible within the ecosystem that you work for that there is ways that you can build that passion? Or are you ignoring something deep down inside that you've always wanted to do and and, and get on it? But I, but I do feel that the people that are saying, I can't, I can't, like, change up the language. Let's change it up. I, I understand it's frustrating. I understand you feel lost. But for just this moment, let's put that to the side. And let's go back to your childhood. What were you passionate about? What did you love? When we were young, we dreamed as is what you were saying, and I'm sure your 13-year-old Melissa does it too. We dreamed, you know, we wanted to do this, we wanted to do this, and sometimes the realities of life, you know, kind of or, or the conditioning get get us. But go back to that and see what you can do. And and what is your passion? Okay? What do you like to do in your downtime? I mean, I was listening to a a podcast uh, over here about Gary Vaynerchuk, and I'm sure a lot of your audience knows who that is. And and he was saying, you know, he goes, in this day and age, if you watch and love shows, like if you, (laughs) I mean, I don't watch it, but but I know a lot of my friends do Game of Thrones and people love it. And, you know, I, I just never got into it. It's not that I don't watch it. I just never got into it. He goes, you can literally start a YouTube channel talking about how each episode relates to X or Y. And you can build something as your side thing, as your passion. And and who knows, maybe a year later, you're one of the biggest influencers and HBO contacts you and, and you, they start advertising with you. I don't know, right? It's all possible. But I think it starts with taking that action and and dismissing that that belief or that thought that I'm lost or I, I don't know and I can't find it. You can't.
0: Yeah, our language is so important. What we tell ourselves is so important and what we think is so important. I always say that the universe has ears and whatever we say and whatever we think, it's listening and it will give you what you say and think. So this is why I am so careful with what I say and with what I allow into my mind because I know the laws of the universe. I know that (laughs) if we keep saying, I can't afford this or you know, this keeps happening, then that is what we are going to create. We are so powerful and it really is important that you do a little check, do a little inner check on what you're telling yourself and what you're thinking on a daily basis.
1: Absolutely, it's, that was so beautifully said. The universe has ears. I mean, I, I, I'm a visual person, so I just I pictured the Earth with two big ears, yeah. <laughs> or you know, even even just you know, just beyond the Earth. But I also think that what you're saying here is to do the language check, but also do an audit of who you're hanging out with. If in your whole day, all you're producing is negativity, do an audit of your environment, and do an audit of who the people you're hanging out with. Maybe that needs to change.
0: Mm, so important. I was just gonna say you know we are the average of the five most prominent people in our life and absolutely for some people they might be thinking, oh my gosh you know and then other people they be like they might be like <laughs> that's awesome you know the people those five most prominent people are very inspiring and it's good to do a little inner check with who we're surrounding ourselves with because if you are surrounding yourself with negative, people who are just constantly whinging and complaining about everything, about finances, about their partner, then that will rub off on you.
1: Right, right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's only so much of a firewall that you can build before you're like, my goodness, this is heavy. <laughs> mm. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Uveda has been wildly successful. What do you attribute your success to?
1: It goes down to, to one thing, caring. And there's a multifaceted answer to caring is we go above and beyond in caring about our customers and caring about producing the best product that we can produce and mother nature allows us pr- to produce first and foremost that's why we don't produce too many products is because to make such great products it takes time it takes effort it takes you you have to qualify the suppliers you have to qualify the vendors you may not be able to get the greatest sourcing because you know the, the the vendor maybe doesn't have the same ethos or or they're they're just about mass production and, and you're much more about honoring mother nature and, or the second thing is it's just it's it's just not possible at the, the right cost point so caring about everything about how the product is made how it's packaged how how it's brought to the customer and then second thing is truly going above and beyond for customer service i really think one of the main reasons that we have been able to, to sustain the, the customer base that we have is because of the customer service. We listen and we're easy to get a hold of. It, you, our emails are responded to almost, you know, within the time that people send it. I, I would say there's never been something that, you know, is is it's usually the same day and, and within the hour is what I've seen. You can text us, you can call us, you can Instagram message us everything is answered. We we listen. There was feedback about our, our packaging being a little, you know, earlier on we had, we didn't have the single single shipper. So people are saying it's a little wasteful. And we said, yes, we, we agree. We're taking a look into it. Within two months, we implemented the single shipper. We reduced the waste by, or, you know, just not the waste, but the extra material by 33%. Now we're getting some feedback that can you guys look into making biodegradable and sorry not biodegradable eco-friendly and recyclable pill package the the pouches and and we're already on it we're we're, we're reviewing samples we're talking to vendors and we plan to implement this within 3 months so Really caring about the customers, really listening to the feedback, and really caring about what you do, and and having a positive communicative message about it, and and just doing the right thing.
0: Mm, I love that about you, and I've heard you say as well that sometimes you'll even jump on customer calls.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, I will, I will, and and I, I love it because it gives me an opportunity. To, to listen to what's going on. What are we doing right? And of course, what are we doing wrong? <laughs> and there's stories about uh, even when Sarah Blakely started Spanx, you know, she would be answering some of the customer service calls and I've heard it from Honest Company with Jessica Alba. as well. I, I just think it's, it's a wonderful thing. And, and I've read about how Amazon, they rotate their employees. So some of the executives will come down to the customer service side just so the executives have an idea and they don't get so far-fetched from the customer.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. I love that so mm-hmm. much. And you do really, you can really feel when a company really cares. You can really feel and and with every interaction that you, and every touch point that you have with Uveda, you, you can really feel the love, which is just so beautiful. Oh, thank and you. And you can tell you really care and, and you can tell that over delivering is part of your ethos. So I just wanted to say from my side of the fence, you can really feel that and see that.
1: Uh, oh, thank you. I mean I can't take all the credit at all. The team has done an awesome job, but they'll be so happy to hear that. I mean, we have a we have an awesome team that goes above and beyond as well. Once we receive the orders, if if we didn't have a solid team to do the shipping and fulfillment and then pack it with love and care, you know, you wouldn't get your packages like that. So that really means a lot, Melissa, and and it's all, you know, kudos to the whole team working together.
0: Mm, beautiful. Now, let's pretend you have a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every high school around the world. What book would you choose?
1: It's a pretty easy one. It came to my mind pretty quickly. It's The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. And I would go a further point. I wouldn't only have that book as a curriculum and it assign it to people to read. I would have teachers spend maybe semester or even the year going Deep into the fundamentals of what that book teaches.
0: How amazing would that be? How amazing.
1: It would be awesome.
0: I remember in high school studying fiction books and then having to do essays on them. And I look back and I'm just like, why were we not studying, you know, those (laughs) sorts of books by Deepak Chopra and all of these amazing teachers and all of this wisdom? Why are we not studying those? Like, it's just crazy.
1: It it really is. And you know, not to dog on on the fiction. I know some people love on it, of course, and I think that's what you're saying too. But it's like, at that development stage, imagine having that knowledge that early on, Mm. that would make you almost, I mean, truly, I mean then I think then the then the, the word that we're saying invincible it could be applied, you know? I mean <laughs> you you would really have a fundamental understanding of how your mind works, how the relationship within the universe works. And and then in fact that's what I've actually for twenty nineteen, you know, last year I read almost two books a month. And this year what I wanted to do was instead of the quantity, I want to do quality. So I may read the same book Two, three, four times because I really want to understand the concept. instead of just more more and more, I want to go deep into maybe a few books.
0: Mm, that's awesome. Yes, I've set myself the goal of two books a month as well and I actually I don't know how I'm tracking, but it's I, I, I have <laughs> to check in and have a little look. I um, make a list once I've done it and right. I'm reading a real thick book at the moment. I'm actually reading my first fiction book. Nice. Since high school. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. And it's mainly because Nick was like, you've got to read this. And so I thought, nice. all right, I'm gonna read it. It's a it's a love story and it's beautiful. So it's about as thick as a brick. So I'm <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not at the end yet.
1: I've I've read a Tim Ferris's Tool of Titans. I'm not sure if you've seen yes. that one. That one's pretty thick too. Oh my gosh. That, one's thick.
0: that is, that'll take you yeah. a while. <laughs> But I'm curious to hear about your morning routine and how your days look. I know no two days are ever the same, but I love hearing about how people move through their day. Like what do they do? How do you set yourself up? How do you do your morning routine? Can you talk us through like a quote unquote typical day in your life?
1: Sure. And I think what makes it cool about owning your own business and running your own companies. There's typically no, there is not a typical day, which I'm grateful for because I love, I I like the predictability, but I also love the unpredictability as well. Usually, I, I try to rise at 5, 5 a.m. It's just a time that I've, I've, I've read so much things about. And I attribute a lot of this, the morning ritual, at least, to Robin Sherma. He's a very popular author and his morning routine. I've been to a few of his workshops and I've met him. And, you know, it, he's just really inspired me to adopt it. So at 5 a.m., get up. Get moving, do some exercise, do cardio. You know, hit up the gym. I live only about four or five minutes away from the gym, so we'll go go to the gym. Me and my wife, we 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 do this together. Work out for about half hour, forty five minutes, so about five forty five then get in some meditation time 20 minutes sometimes i'll do my meditation before sometimes i'll do it after definitely work out meditation and then what i'll do is while i'm working out or even a little bit after on my way to to the office i'll put on a podcast and listen to something that i'm interested in entrepreneurship or just something interesting new new things i mean just just something that really gets my brain going and motivational and then how i arrange my day for the office is i have a i have a hit list of my top 5 things I want to get done for the day. It's my top 5 and it's all focused on what I can do to move the needle to the next next project. For for example, I have quarterly goals and those top 5 are micro goals to help with that big quarterly goal. So what am I doing on a daily basis? I have my daily top fives to help me get to the next level. Now, for example, right now we're focused on new product development, new product sourcing. And also we, we are planning to kind of, how do we get ourselves ready for the next growth phase? So those are some of my goals for the quarter is, okay, we're introducing products and of which, you know, I can, I can disclose at, at a later time, but it, it's, it's exciting stuff. And, and what am I doing on a micro level every single day? To, to help facilitate that. For example, if I'm introducing products and I need to have them ready by Q3 or Q4, am, am, I, am I, are the designs ready to go? Are the formulations ready to go? Is the sourcing ready to go? Are we talking to the right people? Do we have samples? Have they been improved? So all of those things can add up on a daily five every day. You know, you may not get to them every single day or it may change, but that's kind of how I do it. And a lot of my meetings, if they're phone meetings, I won't take them in the office. I'll do walking meetings. That way, I get my steps. I get to be outside, and I get to you know just I'll do my my meetings outside on walking meetings, and you know I have a lot of Skype sessions because we have team members that that are not just in the U.S. or other parts of the world as well. But that's kind of like what a typical day for me looks like. And then you know we kind of try to wrap up by wrap up work by about six six thirty, and we'll have I'll spend time with my little guy. Of course, I love just coming home. He smiles and hold him, play with him, feed him. You know, and then spend time with my, of course, family. And, and in the evening, I like to read. And uh, I'll read and I'll journal and I'll I'll do some gratitude for the day and, and probably in bed by 10, 10.30.
0: Mm, awesome. Thanks for sharing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, I've mm-hmm. got three rapid-fire questions for you. Are you ready? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's one thing that we can do today for our health?
1: I I, I would say... As much as you can, try to spend time in nature and just observe how effortless real nature is in achieving what it does and know that you are a part of that flow and focus on happiness. Focus on on establishing that, that, that foundation of happiness and just getting out there and observing. And I think that is one of the greatest gifts you can give for your health.
0: Mm, Beautiful. I like the saying, I'm not sure who said this, but nature doesn't rush yet everything is accomplished.
1: Yeah, I love that one too. That one's I think Lao, I could be not pronouncing the name right, but Lao Tzu, I believe yes. is, is who said that.
0: Yes, that's who said <laughs> it. And it's so beautiful. One of my personal mantras is there is no rush. You know, whenever I feel myself yeah. getting into that rushing state during the day, I I just remind myself that there is no rush. And I remind myself of that quote, you know, nature doesn't rush yet everything is accomplished and it really does help me slow down, come back into my body and just get present again.
1: Absolutely. And it's so important. And, and, and I need to adopt that too. You know, sometimes I do let it, I do let that thought rush me. So it's, it's a wonderful reminder.
0: Awesome. What is one thing that we can do for more wealth in our life? So more abundance in all of the areas of our life.
1: Education. The more you learn, the more you earn is true. And double double your education if you wanna if you wanna you know really double or triple your your income, go out there and and attend some be a part of some masterminds go to conferences read the books get educated. If you if you if you think about it, some of the the wealthiest people in the world there there's not too much difference in the level of intellect from one person to the other. Really, there's not a dramatic difference. It's just. Those people maybe have done, or they know something that you are capable of knowing, and you are capable of understanding. One of my other passions is real estate, and I I love it. I I just love what you can do with a piece of real estate. But I educated myself. I took a year to educate before I even invested or did anything. And it's amazing how much you can do to a single family house. <laughs> I mean, in the in the financing side, and the rehab side, and the in the, in, in in kind of in kind of the, the equity side. So. Go out there and get educated. I think education, especially now, it's funny. Like nowadays, it's it's YouTube University. Everything is over there. <laughs>
0: mm, or Podcast University.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you
0: know, I was thinking about the other day, I was reading a book and they were talking about encyclopedias. And that's how we learned, you know, in high school. Yep. If we wanted to learn something, you had to go to the encyclopedia and look it up. And absolutely. now everything is just at our fingertips, you know, podcasts and so many amazing books and YouTube videos. Like we can literally learn anything just at a few clicks. And that is truly amazing.
1: It, it really is. And it's mind boggling mm. how much knowledge is out there.
0: Mm, absolutely. Now, what's one thing that we can do for more love in our life?
1: Mm, that's a great question. I think first and foremost, it starts with loving yourself, and when you are able to love yourself, I think really it, it 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 radiates, and you just become that person that you. What you are is what you attract, and I think with loving yourself, be kind to yourself, understand. And I think one of the biggest things is that whole. When you do the comparison thief, that is that is not right. I mean, it's just when you try to compare somebody else's success level or their life, their their level in life to your level one and their level seven, that that that's not that's not really helping you. Mm. You know, I, I think I, at the end of the day, it's it's don't make the comparisons. There's only Bill Gates also said this. He goes, "There's only one you. You know, there's no there's not another you." Love yourself, be kind to yourself, better yourself, try to better yourself every day. Mm. How take an audit of journal. Journaling is awesome. Take an audit of how how did you do today? It would would maybe talk to yourself in the third person. Would Melissa be proud of what Melissa did today? Would Guni be proud of what Gunny did today and who he was today? Was he kind? Was he having fun? Was he working towards his purpose, his vision? And did he remember to love himself and others?
0: Mm, so beautiful. It's really beautiful. Thank you. I'm always looking at ways that I can be an even better version of myself than I was yesterday. It's always on my mind. You know, how can I be even more loving? How can I be even more kind to myself and to others? And it's something that is, yeah, always on my mind as well. That's wonderful. So is there anything else that you want to share with us? Any last parting words of wisdom or anything that you wanted to talk about or share?
1: It's not really from me, but it's a question that I asked Deepak Chopra. And I, he, I asked him the same question. I said, I had the opportunity to meet him. We were at a conference and he was speaking there. And my dad, my dad knows him. My dad's visited him a couple of times. So I said, Hey, dad, he's in our area. I would love to see if I can meet him. And my dad's like, You know what? Let me see what I can do. And we got, you know, we got like, you know, I think five, 10 minutes with him before going on stage. So I asked him the same thing. I said, Is there any single piece of advice for life that you would give? And it was funny, Melissa, I was expecting something elaborate. And all he said to me was, he goes, remember, every day, remember to laugh and have fun mm. and, enjoy, and enjoy life. And I, I, was, I, was, I was there. I was like, wait a minute. Come on, Deepak. Like,
0: yeah, give me some deep else? wisdom. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, come on, Deepak. That's not all. Come on. You've been on Oprah. Come on. There's got to be something more. And, and that's it. He goes, no, that's it. Don't overcomplicate it. Enjoy. Have fun. And live life. <laughs> mm. And that's, that's what I'd like to leave with, with it here. You know, like Even for me, when I was asking, there's got to be more. And for people that may be listening to this and said, no, there's got to be more. Challenge yourself to find out why do you feel there's got to be more? Why can't that be enough? Mm. And ponder that question.
0: Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. It's so simple, you know, just yeah. having fun, laughing, playing. You know, that's the medicine of life. That's soul medicine.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And in that is the purpose. Mm. In that you'll find. And, and when you have your purpose, you you will be living that. You know, I challenge you almost on a daily. Mm,
0: absolutely. Now, I'm a massive believer in service and being of service to the world. So my last question is, how can I and the listeners serve you today?
1: Well, if, if what we've discussed and if if you guys believe and and love what we're doing at Uveda, please go support us. Check out what we have on our website at, at uveda, Y-O-U-V-E-D-A dot com. Check us out. You know, there's free knowledge on there. We got a place called a knowledge center. We got some great products. Read the reviews if it resonates with you. You know, it, Melissa has a, uh, has a special code, I believe, and and I'll let her share that with, with you guys. But it, it's, it's great. And we, we, you know, try out the products. And, and we have a wonderful... 100% no no questions asked money back guarantee so if you don't like them you know we we want to help you guys and if it doesn't help i don't feel good about taking anyone's money and, and 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 if we haven't been able to truly help them give us a follow on instagram and and check us out and and you know if you want to talk to us you want to learn more things you know call us up send us a text shoot us a message on instagram or facebook connect with us i'll, I'll be doing a trying to do instagram lives on a on a weekly basis to, to really answer questions and go deeper into this so drop in there and say hello there and you know i am available occasionally during the day and and if 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 you'd like i mean i think you shoot us and shoot me an email uh, and and we can talk there it, Customer service will take care of it and forwarding it to me. But you know, let me let me know how I can help as well.
0: Mm, that's so beautiful. And we do have thirty percent off for everyone listening today. All you have to do is type "ma tribe" at the checkout, which is pretty awesome.
1: It's it's actually it's actually thirty five. Thirty five percent. Yeah, it's actually more. So yeah, generous. it's a little more. <laughs>
0: thank you so much. That's amazing. We are so grateful. And I'm so grateful for your time, for this beautiful conversation, for sharing that beautiful story that thank you. you know, is very close to your heart. and thank you for the work that you do in the world and for giving us this wisdom today. I'm so grateful.
1: No, thank you. It, it goes right back. I mean, thank you for having this beautiful community that, that you feed nothing but positivity, that you feed nothing but the truth for having this platform. It, it's, it's reciprocity. It's, it's, you are also serving such an amazing purpose and mission. And I love the work that you and Nick do. And, and it's just, I always enjoy listening to your podcast and, and follow you guys on Instagram. So it's been my absolute pleasure. This has been an awesome conversation. I had such a blast. Thank you so much for having us.
0: Thank you so much. You take care.
1: Take care, Melissa. Thank you.
0: Wasn't that awesome? Isn't he just such a beautiful, heart-centered person? I hope you could feel the love kind of radiating out of him because I sure could and I got so much out of this episode. And if you did too, please subscribe and leave me a five-star review in iTunes or on your podcast app, because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And don't forget to come and join the Private MA Tribe Facebook group, where we can share insights from this episode. Plus, you can tell me who else you want me to get on the show. It's also a very sacred space where we can come together to discuss all things mastering your mean girl and open wide, along with anything else that you feel called to contribute to the open and honest conversation. You'll also get some extra love and support personally from me that I won't be offering anywhere else. And one thing that I get asked a lot is, where can I find my tribe, or where can I find like-minded people? This. Is the place. So head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash tribe to join now. And for everything that Gunny and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. And that is over at melissaambrosini.com forward slash two zero seven. And you can also listen to all my other episodes there too. And another thing I wanted to mention before I go is that if you haven't got my book, Open Wide, a radically real guide to deep love, rocking relationships and soulful sex, all you have to do is head to melissarambrosini.com forward slash open wide to get your copy now. And when you're there, you will also get access to my free open wide video masterclass that Nick and I created just for you. And don't forget that if you want to be the review of the week for next week, all you have to do is head to iTunes and leave me your five-star review right now. And if you haven't left a review yet for this show, please, please, please be an angel and do it because it means that we can continue to get epic, inspiring human beings on this show. So head on over and leave that review right now. I would be so grateful if you could do that. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please be an angel and share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you have got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, my darlings, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.